This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 39. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's a gorgeous day here today, and I've been working around the house and getting a lot of things done, so I feel very accomplished. But at the same time, I was a little bit concerned because as I was working around the house and cleaning and doing the things that I had to do, I was listening to a podcast, and it was Dave Ramsey's podcast, which I have a tendency to listen to here and there because I really do love his money tips. But he had a guest, Ken Coleman, doing his podcast this particular day that I was listening to. And Ken Coleman is somebody that helps people find the right career for them. And he was talking to some people. And as he was talking, he was getting the idea that people were thinking that they were not worthy. And he started talking a little bit about self-worth. And as he was talking about it, it hit me so hard that that's such a huge problem with the people that I associate with and that the people that I coach is this feeling that we're not worthy. And I get this impression every day when I look at my Facebook page. There's a Facebook group called Not One More Vet. And if you're not a member of it, and you want to support other veterinarians and be in a group of people that are just trying to make it day to day, that's the group for you. However, in that group, there are a lot of people that are really struggling. So when I read some of these posts that people put on this Facebook page, it really concerns me because some of them create so much connection between what they do and who they are. And that is this concept of self-worth. So today on the podcast, that's what I want to talk about because I want to encourage everybody that self-worth is so much different than things that happen in your life or things that happen to you. Your self-worth does not come from that. And I think sometimes we're confused about that. So I wanted to talk about this today. Self-worth and self-value are kind of interchangeable. Having a sense of self-worth means that you value yourself. And if you have self-value, it means that you are worthy. And so there's minimal differences between these two terms. But just for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to call it self-worth. Now, the definition of self-worth, there's a couple of them. One of them is just self-esteem. But really, the definition that I think makes sense is a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And the other one that I like is a sense of one's own value as a human being. Now, I believe that everyone is worthy, and I believe that our worth as a human being comes from our creator. I have a relationship with God, so in my mind, that's where my self-worth comes from, from God. But whoever you think is the creator of your universe, whoever you have a spiritual connection with, that's where I think our self-worth comes from. 
I don't think it's something that we can earn. I think that it is just in us. So I'm going to discuss this a little bit today because I want to encourage you to realize that you're worthy as a human being no matter what. Now, when we think about self-worth, a lot of times we relate that with self-esteem. And self-esteem is what we think and feel and believe about ourselves. So self-worth is recognizing that you are greater than all of the things. And it's a deep knowing that you are of value, that you are lovable, and that you are necessary in the world and that you have an incomprehensible worth. You as an individual are worthy. And this is something that Ken Coleman was trying to convey to the people he was talking to on this podcast is that it doesn't matter what you do, you still have worth. It doesn't come from your profession. It doesn't come from any charitable works that you do. It doesn't come from work. It comes from your creator. It comes from just being a human. Self-worth is different than self-confidence. Self-confidence is kind of your evaluation of yourself. You can feel self-confidence and competent in many areas. Overall, self-confidence comes from that place of self-worth, but it's a little bit different. So as I was looking into this whole concept of self-worth, I came across this thing called the self-worth theory. And the self-worth theory says that an individual's main priority in life is to find self-acceptance and that self-acceptance is often found through achievement. In turn, achievement is often found through competition with others. Therefore, logically, competing with others can help us feel like we have impressive achievements under our belt, which then makes us feel proud of ourselves and then enhances the acceptance of ourselves. So this theory says that our ability, along with our effort and performance, is what creates our self-worth. So that represents a good understanding of self-worth as we tend to experience it. But unfortunately, that theory puts too much emphasis on our achievements. And it puts too much emphasis on competition and being better than other people and winning, which really is not a true sense of our self-worth. So there are some things that people commonly use to measure themselves and to decide on whether they are worthy. And those are things such as their appearance, how much money they make, their social circles, what do you do in your career? And oftentimes we judge each other on our careers. If you ever go to a dinner party or you go out to dinner with people you haven't met before, they always ask, what do you do? Where do you live? Where did you go to school? Things like that. And that's how we size each other up. And that's how we learn about each other. Unfortunately, that's a lot of times how we determine our own self-worth. So instead of listing the things that we do to create our self-worth in our mind, we need to learn to realize that this doesn't have anything to do with whether we are worthy or not. Things like achieving goals, even though it feels great 
and it feels wonderful to cross things off your list, it doesn't really have a direct relationship with your worth as a human being. And your job doesn't really matter. The thing that matters is that you do your job well and it's fulfilling to you. Doesn't really matter what it is that you do. And your social media following has nothing to do with your worth either. People think that if you get more likes, if more people respond to you online, that that somehow contributes to your self-worth. And it really doesn't. And it doesn't even matter what other people think of you. It doesn't matter what other people think of your accomplishments. The personal satisfaction and fulfillment you get from the things you do are much more important than what other people are thinking, saying, what they're reacting to when you post something online. Matters more of what you think about what you're doing and how personally satisfied you are in the things that you're accomplishing. So what we have to realize is that we all have different strengths and different weaknesses. And some of us are better at some things than others, but that has no bearing on your value as a person. So if you were a straight A student in school or you got C's, it doesn't determine your worth. You're just as worthy as the person, if you get an F or you fail, you're just as worthy as the person that gets A's. And the number of friends you have doesn't matter. That doesn't determine your value as a human being. The quality of your relationships are what's really most important. So because we know that all of our feelings come from our thoughts, when we're talking about self-worth and being worthy, we have to remember that in order to have a strong sense that we are worthy, that we have to work on our thoughts about ourselves. Let's use an example. So somebody like me, who, as we've talked about before, is a seven in the Enneagram scale, I have a tendency to have a lot of interests. I enjoy bike riding, I enjoy tap dancing, but as an Enneagram 7, I have a tendency to do a lot of things, but not everything that I do is perfect because my personality type puts more value in doing a lot of things and having a lot of interests over doing everything perfectly or doing one thing perfectly. So despite that, let's say I'm not the best tap dancer, which I really am not, and I'm certainly not the best bike rider. I can do a pretty good job, but I certainly can't keep up with people that do 100-mile bike rides. I certainly can't do that. But I'm pretty good with tap dance. I'm pretty good with bike riding. And I'm a more than fair veterinarian, but I'm certainly not the best of any of those things. But despite all of that, I still have a belief that I'm worthy and I'm valuable. I know that my worth as a human is not dependent on my abilities. It's not dependent on my ability to ride my bike. It's not dependent on whether I can do the perfect tap dance. So whether I'm great at something or terrible at something or whether I fail at something, which I do quite frequently, I know that I'm worthy of being happy, fulfilled, and I'm worthy of being loved. Now contrast that with somebody who is a perfectionist and they pick one thing and they put all their efforts towards it and they work and they work and they work at this one thing. 
So the person that's the best tap dancer in the world is no more worthy than I am as a tap dancer or as a person. That human that's super driven and practices and is perfect at this one skill is no better than somebody who just put on the tap shoes yesterday. So how do we build this sense of self-worth? There are things that we can do to boost our self-confidence. And in doing that, we can oftentimes feel more worthy. Now, there are studies that show that a lot of our feelings of self-worth comes from the way we were treated as children. And I know that's particularly true. If you want to boost a child or an adolescent's self-worth, there are some suggestions that were made by a study at Michigan State University. And there were two main strategies that came out of this study. So the study said in order to build somebody's self-worth or their feeling of self-worth, that you can provide unconditional love, respect, and positive feedback to this person. And then give them or give children or adolescents many opportunities to experience success. Not necessarily treating them as a success, even if they're failing. That's not what I'm saying. But giving them the opportunities to experience things and to succeed at different things. What this really means is if you show somebody that you love and appreciate them for exactly who and what they are no matter what, and that you're, that you're always going to be there for them. They don't need to achieve anything to earn your love and respect. They are going to be much less likely to put these unnecessary outside pressures on themselves to have self-love and self-respect. Now that's really difficult to do as a parent because we think that applauding the children for doing something well is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to cheer them on when they play soccer, cheer them on from the audience when they perform, and that that's what's going to make them feel love. Unfortunately, what we're doing instead is we're showing them that they have to do and be in order to be loved. And that's not really true. And I'm very guilty of this. I was always cheering my kids on to do things, and I still do that. But what we really need to remember is that in order to make other people feel worthy is that we just need to show them love regardless of what they're going through and just be there for them. So how do we increase our feelings of self-worth? Because now that we're adults, it's going to be a little bit more tricky, but we certainly can do it. Remind yourself that your money doesn't matter, your job title doesn't matter, how attractive you are doesn't matter, your social media following doesn't matter. None of those things have to do with how valuable or worthy you are. Remind yourself that you're worthy no matter what, because it's easy to get caught up in that, especially when society keeps showing us that it's so important to have feedback, to check your Instagram every day to see who's following it and who's commenting on it and who's liking it. We get caught up in that. And what truly matters is whether you're kind, you're compassionate, you have empathy and respect for other people. That's really what matters more than this external feedback that we're getting from other people. 
And remember that you have that internal critic in your brain, that little chihuahua brain, that amygdala part of your brain that brings up all those negative thoughts and criticisms. Remember that that's there because that's going to knock you down. It's going to make you feel unworthy. And so you have to realize that you're going to have those thoughts in your brain. And so don't anchor yourself in relationships. Don't anchor yourself in your job. And remember that this is not something that you can achieve. You can't become more worthy because you already are perfectly worthy. But what you can do is get to the place of accepting yourself, having self-compassion, self-acceptance, self-respect, self-love. That's what comes in the self-worth package. Now, I came across this thing that was pretty interesting, and I found it on positivepsychology.com, and it was called the self-worth scale. So if you're interested in getting an idea of where you lie currently on your feelings of self-worth, there's the scale that you can use that will kind of give you an idea of where you're at. So if you're really struggling with this measurement of self-worth or you're really struggling with this idea of self-worth, they have broken it down into seven domains and they've rated it on a scale from one to seven. And then they, what they want you to do is rate each item and then add up the answers. And that's gonna give you an idea of where your brain is at around this idea of self-worth. So let me just read for you quickly these seven things. The first thing is approval from others. The thoughts behind that are, I don't care what other people think of me, or I do care. The second one is physical appearance. And the example there is my self-esteem is influenced by how attractive I think my face or facial, facial features are. Number three is outdoing others in competition. Does your self-worth come from that? The fourth one is academic competence. That one means do you feel bad about yourself when your academic performance is lacking? Number five is family love and support. Do you feel like you have support of those around you in your relationships? Number six is being a virtuous or moral person. That is the idea that your self-esteem depends on whether or not you follow a moral or ethical compass. And then number seven is God's love. And the idea behind that is your self-esteem would suffer if you didn't have God's love. And I would argue that God's love is infinite and that you always have that. And do you believe that there's something out there that loves you unconditionally. And if you have that, if you have that spirituality, it's going to be easier for you to feel worthy and love yourself. So those are the seven things. And if you want to do this test, go to positivepsychology.com and there is a link that you can click on. And that's going to help you maybe just get an idea of where you're struggling with this whole self-worth concept. So how do we feel more worthy? And I think the way you feel more worthy is just to become more self-aware. So ask yourself things like, 
What if it was just me? What if I didn't have any things? What if I was totally without my home, without my money? What would I be able to do and what could I bring to the world? And I would argue that we all have certain talents. We all have certain inborn things that we were put on this earth to bring to the world. And if everything was taken away, what would those things be? And how would that make me feel? And what would I actually have that was valuable to the world? What could I do? Then no matter what happens externally, how am I going to be in the world? And what brings me the most fulfillment? And when you answer some of those questions, that will start to lead you down the road to feeling more self-acceptance and self-worth. And another thing you can do to boost this idea of self-acceptance or self-worth is to forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made in the past, for your bad habits. Commit to this idea of forgiving yourself and accepting yourself with no judgment, no excuses. Accept that you are good and accept that even your faults are part of your overall self and the total of yourself is what's worthy and be at peace with that and begin to love yourself wholeheartedly for who you are because you are capable and because you are a human you are worthy and once you start to think of these things then you're going to start to love yourself and accept yourself for who you are and recognize your self-worth Once you get to this point, you can remind yourself that you no longer need to please other people. No matter what people say or do, regardless of what happens outside of you, you have the power to overcome any bad things that come your way and that you have value and that it's internal. It doesn't come from anything else external to you. It just comes from the fact that you're a human and you're on this earth. Now, if you're really struggling with this and any of these things I'm saying don't really resonate with you and your brain just keeps arguing with you, there are some things that you can do in order to boost self-worth or self-esteem or self-acceptance. I was working with one of the coaches in my coaching group, um, about three or four months ago. And I was struggling because I was getting ready to do a presentation. And I was really struggling with feeling worthy of being in this position of being a speaker. And so what my coach told me to do, and this is a really good exercise for any of you that are struggling with this feeling of not being worthy or not having um, self-acceptance, is to make a list of all the things that you're good at. My coach told me, I want you to make a list of 25 things and I want the title on the top of the page to be why I am a rock star. And then I want you to fill in 25 reasons why you are a rock star. And so I did this exercise. And if you sit down and do this exercise, you will be shocked at what you come up with. And it feels a little self-indulgent at first, But it's a really good exercise to try to get the thoughts out of your head and get the things on paper that you know deep down cause you to be a worthy person. So make a list. These are 25 reasons I'm a rock star, like the one I did, 
or these are the things I'm good at. It could be I have helped others buy and then list 25 things because sometimes getting out of your way and learning that you are helpful to others will help you grow some self-compassion. You could write a list of 25 things that make me unique as a human being. And if you just make these lists and read through them and look at them, they're going to help you understand yourself better and then hopefully lead to that self-acceptance that you need. And I would argue that if you haven't accepted yourself and you don't have any self-respect or self-love, you're going to have a really hard time moving forward in your life. And you're going to spin in these thoughts of not being worthy. And not feeling worthy is going to create so much negativity for you. So we just have to understand that it's simply not true. There was a quote that I read, and it was written by Mark Twain. And I thought it was really interesting, and it kind of speaks to this whole idea of worthiness. The quote was, a man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And what that says to me is that if we don't realize that we're worthy no matter what, we're going to have a really hard time with everything else in our life. And so this is really good work that we need to do. So what I really wanted to bring to you today, friends, was the idea that Ken Coleman was trying to convey to his listener this morning when I was listening to the podcast, try to convey the idea that you are worthy without any outside influences. And learning about your self-worth can teach you how to be more happy and more fulfilled and more authentic and more in love with who you are. And if you're not in love with who you are and you're not accepting of who you are, then you're going to have a really hard time giving your best to the world. And that's what we really want to do. We want to give our best and we don't want to give up on the world. I really want to encourage you that you were put here for a reason and the work of our lives is to figure out what that reason is. And if we can get out, get outside ourselves and help others and do this work and learning about ourselves, we're really going to be able to bring that uniqueness to the world. And I believe that's what this is all about. I believe that that's why we were put here on this earth is to share our uniqueness with the rest of the world. So I hope in some way this podcast, I feel very passionate about this. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I hope in some way that this reaches you and that you can look at yourself as truly lovable and truly worthy. If you're struggling with this today, reach out to somebody, reach out to me, private message me, send me an email, if you're struggling and I can help you through this, I'd love to do that. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, go to iTunes and write me a review. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions or anything that you want to talk about on the podcast, just let me know. So that's all I have today. Reach out if you need help and let's start a dialogue about this. It's just such important work for all of us. So have a beautiful week. Remember that you're worthy of love and go out and do some beautiful work. Bye.